This is KVOM's Morning News Watch, the podcast edition. Good morning under a cloudy sky, 36 at the KVOM studios on this Monday, the 30th of January, 2023. Rich Moller's with your KVOM Morning News Watch. And we will be under a winter weather advisory starting at noon today. There are a couple of rounds of freezing rain and sleet tonight and Tuesday night. Now, ice accruals should be less than a quarter of an inch, but that's plenty to make things slick and travel treacherous. Roads, and especially bridges and overpasses, anywhere where air can get underneath the roadway, will likely become slick and hazardous. So what this advisory means, periods of snow, sleet, or freezing rain, that you need to check road conditions before traveling. In Independence, Cleburne, Conway, Faulkner, Southern Johnson, Southern Pope, and southeastern Van Buren counties. As things look right now, it'll be a late afternoon event for us when the rain starts. Our high today, 37, with gusty winds. The rain expected to turn over to freezing rain and sleet in the middle of the night. Our low down to 30. And that freezing rain and sleet expected to continue till 11 o'clock Tuesday morning before turning over to rain only. Not much of a change in temperature from the overnight low. A high tomorrow of only 33. Then Tuesday night, here comes another round. Freezing rain and sleet in the forecast. We'll have a low around 30. And we'll see rain and freezing rain continuing till about noontime Wednesday, turning over to rain in the afternoon. A high Wednesday of only 36. Wednesday night, an 80% chance of rain, but the temperature will stay above freezing. And Thursday, another wet day, but a high in the mid-40s. Friday, sunshine, and a high of 46. And for the weekend, looks like we'll be in the low to mid-50s with sunshine both Saturday and Sunday. Overcast in 36 at the KVOM studios right now as we send out congratulations to our employee of the day. It's Mark Stobaugh, the Conway County Tax Assessor. Obituaries this morning. Elaine Hubbard Andrews, age 77 of Moralton, died on Sunday, January 29th. She was a retired registered nurse from the Intensive Care Nursery at UAMS in Little Rock and a member of Calvary Baptist Church in Moralton. She is survived by one daughter, Gina McKnight of Conway, three grandchildren, five great-grandchildren, and two sisters. Graveside service for Elaine Hubbard Andrews will be this afternoon at 1 at Elmwood Cemetery with Brother Jimmy Huffman officiating. Arrangements are by Harris Funeral Home of Moralton. Charlotte Ann Bishop, age 53, of Plummerville, died on Friday, January 27th. She worked as the office manager at Professional Consulting Services in Conway and is survived by her husband, Terry, her sons, Greg, Chris, and Phil, four grandchildren, one sister and one brother, among other family. Funeral service for Charlotte Ann Bishop will be Tuesday, January 31st, 10 a.m. at Harris Funeral Home with Brother Mark Hubbard and Billy Hubbard officiating. Burial will be at Plummerville Cemetery by Harris Funeral Home of Moralton. Floyd E. Dowdy, age 96 of Perryville, died on Tuesday, January 24th. Funeral service will be this afternoon at 2 at Harmony Baptist Church with burial at Harmony Cemetery by Harris Funeral Home of Moralton. The family will receive friends one hour prior to service time at the church. Karen Drew Koch age 83 of Fayetteville, died on Thursday, January 26th. She was a homemaker, a physical therapist of the Catholic faith and a justice of the peace for Conway County. She is survived by three sons, Craig Williams of Alabama, Charlie Williams of Fayetteville, 
and Clinton Williams, three grandsons, two granddaughters, and eight great-grandchildren, among others. A private burial will be at Sacred Heart Cemetery at a later date. Arrangements are by Harris Funeral Home of Moralton. 7.35, overcast in 36 at the KVOM Studios. We may go up one or two degrees today, and we'll be under a winter weather advisory beginning at noon, as travel conditions are to be impacted by freezing rain and sleet. KVOM's Morning News Watch continues in just a moment. Your financial situation is unique to you. That's why you deserve a bank that helps you get what you want. Hi, I'm J.B. Mouse, Vice President with Petty Jean State Bank. Need to borrow money? Instead of red tape and a one-size-fits-all lending decision model, you'll work with a decision maker who will be there every step of the way. Let us partner with you and help you achieve your goals. When you come to Petty Jean State Bank for a loan, you'll feel welcome, comfortable, and appreciated. Welcome home to hometown banking. Daddy Jean State Bank. Right in town and always in touch. Member FDIC and an equal housing lender. You're listening to KVOM's Morning News Watch coming up on 737 with overcast skies, 36 degrees at the KVOM studios. The Conway Police Department has announced two arrests that have been made in connection to a shooting incident January the 8th that left three people injured. The department said Friday that 20-year-old Lance Shamar Gilbert was arrested January 22nd after leading police in a vehicle pursuit that entered Conway County. He was taken into custody on charges of fleeing with the help of Arkansas State Police and the Conway County Sheriff's Office. Subsequently, charges were filed against Gilbert for his involvement in the shooting that occurred on Keithley Drive. 22-year-old Gabriel Allen Lusk was arrested January 25th for his involvement in the shooting. Both individuals have been charged with aggravated residential burglary and attempted capital murder. The Arkansas River Valley Tri-Peaks has been named a finalist for a 2023 Arkansas Tourism Henry Award in the category of Tourism Region of the Year. The award in that category is presented to one of Arkansas's 12 regional tourist associations for excellence over the course of the previous year. Arkansas Delta Byways is the other finalist for the award. The Arkansas River Valley Tri-Peaks region includes all of Conway, Perry, Pope, Yale, Logan, and Johnson counties. The winners of the Henry Awards will be revealed on Tuesday, February 28th during the 49th Annual Arkansas Governor's Conference on Tourism in El Dorado. The awards recognize outstanding accomplishments in Arkansas's tourism industry. The Henry Awards have been a feature of the annual Arkansas Governor's Conference on Tourism since their debut in 1981. The awards are named for Henry Detonti, founder of the Arkansas Post in 1686, who's often hailed as the first Arkansas traveler. The Arkansas House Education Committee is expected to vote Tuesday on a controversial transgender-related school bathroom bill filed by Representative Mary Bentley of Perryville. Talk Business and Politics reports the committee heard testimony on the bill last week, but did not vote because There hadn't been time to complete a fiscal impact statement. As presented, the bill would require public schools to provide gender-exclusive bathrooms and changing areas or provide single-occupancy facilities for students not willing to use those bathrooms. The bill would also require public schools to ensure students on overnight trips are not required to share sleeping quarters with the member of the opposite sex who identifies as a transgender person. Bentley's original bill would have cut funding for non-compliant schools by 5%, but the amended version calls for 15% salary reductions for the school's superintendent and principal.
The Conway County Cooperative Extension Service has scheduled a private pesticide applicator training session for Tuesday, February 7th. The program will be held in the Workforce Training Center of the University of Arkansas Community College at Moralton beginning at 6 p.m. There will be a $20 fee per person payable at the door on the day of the training. Agriculture agent Kevin Van Pelt says the training sessions are now being offered online as well as in person. I'm only going to do two pesticide applicator trainings this year. The first one will be coming up on February 7th, and then I'll do another one April 4th. Uh, the, the applicator training is available online now also. If anybody needs information on how to how to do it that way, uh, they can call me at the office at 977-2146, and I can give them all the information anytime. In order to purchase a restricted-use pesticide, private applicators must have a permit from the Arkansas State Plant Board. To obtain this permit, the applicator or producer must undergo a training session once every five years. Once the producer has attended the training session, he or she will be certified and then can obtain the permit or license from the plant board. These trainings are for individuals who use restricted-use pesticides to produce agricultural commodities on property owned or rented by them or their employer. Any producer who's never had a permit and wishes to obtain one needs to attend. For more information, call the Extension Office 501-977-2146. Let's take a look at our community calendar for you now. And of course, again, we have weather rolling in. So if we have any changes later on, we'll let you know about those. The Moralton Knights of Columbus have canceled tonight's bingo games in anticipation of the winter storm. The town of Menifee will have a third public hearing tonight at 5 at the Menifee Town Hall on the continuation of the 2023 proposed budgets for the town of Menifee Waterworks and Sewer Departments. CHI St. Vincent Moralton will host a free drive through community blood pressure screening event Wednesday from 11 to 1. Registration continues for Moralton Parks and Recreation's new Adult Dodgeball League. That registration underway through Friday, and the league's open to men and women 16 and up, costs $150 a team. Games will be played Thursday nights beginning February 16th. Moralton Parks and Rec also holding registration for its youth baseball and softball season. Now that's going on through March the 3rd. Softball is open to girls in the 6 and under through 14 and under divisions. Baseball is open to boys from T-ball through 15 and under senior divisions. Registration is $65 for one child and $55 for each additional sibling. Registration forms and more information for both baseball and softball and dodgeball can be found at the Moralton Community Center on Harding Street in Moralton or by calling 501-354-4122. As always, we appreciate you listening to KVOM's Morning News Watch, but we know that it's not always possible to hear it as it airs. That's why we make this content available on KVOM's podcast channel. You can subscribe for free wherever you listen to podcasts, or just listen on our website, kvom.com, or our free mobile app. The KVOM Newswatch podcast is published weekdays and brought to you by Petty Jean State Bank. Now 7.43, it's cloudy and 36 at the KVOM studios. Coming up on our close-up segment, we'll visit with Benny Baker. He's chair of the Moralton City Council Advertising, Promotion, and Tourism Committee. Eric Tyler's up next with sports and weather as KVOM's Morning News Watch continues.
When you need to borrow money to invest in your business, you deserve to get your loan done quickly and with personal service. Hi, I'm Kyle Halbrook, Vice President with Petty Jean State Bank. Personal service is our priority. When you call us for your commercial lending needs, a local banker will answer the phone and we will know your name. We will work with you to tailor a loan to fit your budget. When you come to Petty Jean State Bank for a loan, you will feel welcomed, comfortable, and appreciated. Welcome home to hometown banking. Patty Jean State Bank. Right in town and always in touch. Member FDIC and an equal housing lender. KVN's Newswire of Sports. I'm Eric Tyler. Marlton's senior girls basketball team has clinched at least a share of the 4A4 conference championship and number one seed for the district tournament. The Lady Devilogs beat Mina 63 36 on the road Friday night to improve to 11 0 in conference play and 21 3 overall on the season. Marlton's boys beat the Bearcats 76 76- to 38 for their fourth straight win. Devilogs are now 17 and 7 overall, 10 and 3 in conference play. Marlton continues conference play on Tuesday in Ozark, where the Lady Devilogs can clinch the conference title outright with a win. We'll have the broadcast of those games tomorrow, which are weather permitting, of course, uh, live on KVON. Senior Sam Reynolds had 41 points and 16 rebounds, and Wonderview Senior Boys clinched the 1A4 conference championship with a 96-67 victory over Sacred Heart on Friday night in Marlton. Senior Tyler Gottsmuller added 22 points and 8 rebounds for the Daredevils, who won for the 16th time in their last 17 games in their ninth in a row overall to improve their record to 20-5 on the season, 8-0 in conference play. Junior Mason Dold scored 25 points for Sacred Heart. Seniors Avery Pettengill and Peyton Paladino each scored 12 points for the Knights, who are now 8-15 overall this season, 4-3 in the conference. One of you senior girls got 24 points from senior Abby Baker. The Lady Daredevils keep a share of first place in the conference with a 52-31 victory over the Lady Knights. Junior Anna Ford made four three-pointers for 12 points, and junior Layla Terry had 10 points and 10 rebounds for the Lady Daredevils, who are now 17-7 overall, 7-1 in conference play. Sega Hart was led by senior Emma Dold, who finished with 12 points and 13 rebounds. Lady Knights are now 14-8 overall, 5-2 in the conference. In the junior girls game, Wonderview won 50-19 to clinch the conference championship. Sacred Heart scheduled to continue conference play at Scranton this evening. Senior girls and boys games only starting at 5 o'clock. Wonderview scheduled to play host to Nemo Vista tonight with the junior boys game at 5 o'clock, followed by senior girls and senior boys games. All this, of course, weather permitting, and if they get those games in at Wonderview, we'll have the broadcast of the two senior high games for you live here on KVOM. Marlton's 7th grade and junior high teams are scheduled to be in action this evening. 7th grade girls and boys teams playing at Searcy starting at 4.38. The 9th grade girls and boys teams playing at home against Searcy also starting at 4.30. The Arkansas men's basketball team lost to number 17 Baylor 67-64 in the SEC Big 12 Challenge on Saturday. Marlton's Joseph Penny missed a three-pointer at the buzzer that would have forced overtime. Ricky Council scored 25 points, and Devontae Davis had 16 for the Razorbacks, who are now 14-7 and on the season. The Hogs return to conference play Tuesday night against Texas A&M. Aaron Barnum scored 37 points, but the Arkansas women's team lost its fourth consecutive game, 76-73 to Ole Miss in overtime on Sunday. Razorbacks will play at Auburn next Sunday. The Henderson State women's team beat Southeastern Oklahoma 61-52 on Saturday. Marlton's Tamiya Templeton scored four points in that game for the Reddies. University of the Ozarks women's team lost to Texas Dallas 67-45 on Saturday. Sega Hearts Mackenzie Grayson had two points, two rebounds, and two steals in the loss 
for the Lady Eagles. The Hendricks College men's team lost to Birmingham Southern 92-80 on Friday. Former Wonderview standout Caleb Squire scored 19 points in the loss for the Warriors. On Sunday, Squire scored 8 points as Warriors beat Oglethorpe College 74-72. Now as we look at weather on this Monday, we've got humidity right now at 100%. North winds at 12 miles per hour, barometric pressure 30.5. Two nine inches. Our low temperature this morning, 32 degrees. High yesterday, 63. A year ago today, the low was 31 with a high of 63. Over the weekend and through this morning, 0.52 inches of rain at the KVOM studios. Brings our total for the year to 4.41 inches. Sunset this evening, 536. Sunrise tomorrow morning at 711. And forecast does have us under... A winter weather advisory starting at noon today, continuing now through uh, Wednesday morning at 9 a.m. as we'll have chance of rain, freezing rain, some sleet over the next uh, couple of days at least, uh, starting potentially late this afternoon. We'll have a 40% chance overall of rain this afternoon, but 70% chance tonight and expected to drop uh, a little bit below freezing tonight. We'll stay uh, during the day today, should be just a little bit above freezing, high around 36 degrees. So uh, a cold day, certainly, and then low around 30 tonight. And then tomorrow we'll have just a slight chance of wintry mix in the morning, but 70% chance of rain, freezing rain by the afternoon, a high of only 33 expected tomorrow, and then low around 30 again for Tuesday night as that wintry mix chance will continue on into uh, Wednesday and Wednesday will uh, get a little above freezing, 36 the high. And then should be back in uh, mid-40s and safe from uh, any wintry precipitation by Thursday. But next few days, certainly uh, have a chance to see some ice accumulations uh, locally and uh, elsewhere as well. So we'll continue to keep an eye on this over the next few days. Again, winter weather advisory for our area will go into effect noon today, continue all the way through 9 a.m. Wednesday. Right now, we do have a little fog and mist and 34 degrees in Marlton. 7.50 now on KVOM. And Newswatch continues in just a moment. Are you ready to make some home improvements? Is it time to buy your child's first vehicle? Hi, I'm Teresa Brown, Assistant Vice President at Petty Jean State Bank in Moralton. Let us help you get a loan to fit your needs. We'll meet with you face-to-face and personalize your loan to fit your budget. Best of all, you'll work with a local decision maker who will help you with the whole process. Because when you come to Petty Jean State Bank for a loan, you'll feel welcomed, comfortable, and appreciated. Welcome home to hometown banking. Patty Jean State Bank. Right in town and always in touch. NMLS number 1590686. Member FDIC and an equal housing lender. It is 7.54 now on KVOM. We're going to this morning our close-up interview in studio by Benny Baker. He's with Marlton City Council. He's chairman of the Advertising Promotion and Tourism Committee. Good morning to you, Benny. Good morning, Eric, and happy belated birthday. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. There we go. That was in queue for some reason. So, yeah, thank you. Happy birthday to me. Yes, indeed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a good day yesterday. So, anyway, appreciate all the all the well wishes. You bet. So, uh, but yeah, we mentioned Advertising Promotion Tourism Committee on the, uh, the Marlton City Council. I don't know if uh, all the citizens are exactly familiar with that and what it does. So, give us a little bit of background on, on that particular committee. 
Yes, I will be happy to. And you know, I, what I need, what I should do on the beginning is to tell you what we aren't. Uh, that's that's the easiest thing to do. Is is many cities, especially our larger our larger bordering cities, they all have advertising and promotion commissions, uh, and they are they are typically funded by what you would call an A and P tax, prepared foods, hotel, two to three percent is how they operate. That is not us. So I need to, you know, and there's no there's no talk of taxes, just so everyone knows. But we are a, uh, I'm the chair of the Advertising and Promotion Tourism Committee, and uh, A&P, from our perspective, it's, it's really funded by general funds from the city, donations, grants. Uh, it can come from any, any number of angles, but, but that's, that's, uh, that's really our makeup right now as a committee. And, uh, and, and I will say also, the, the primary responsibility of an A&P committee is to promote uh, the area, uh, to promote things that are going on in the area, uh, to drive business in into your community, to uh, to spend the money, uh, and just you know it's it's really just to increase into it's an awareness more than anything. Once you get people into your community, then they can see what you have. Uh, they may consider moving here, moving their business here, start up here. So it's it's really really important. But the reach has to begin outside of the boundaries of the city limits. Sure. Okay. And what. Uh what about some of the opportunities we have uh, through this, through A and P and tourism here locally? Well, you know, A and P, and I'm going to jump to the tourism side because that is the, that's the new component of uh, of the A and P committee. So we've got A and P and tourism. Tourism is the second largest industry in the state. Agri is the first. Agri tourism is huge in some areas. Yeah. Uh, it re- really, really is. But um, it, you know, once you once you get in there, uh, as an example. What, what would tourism be for us? Obviously, the car show on yeah. Petty Jean. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, you know, we've got the eclipse coming up a little over a year, 12 months, fr- uh, a little over 12 months from now. Yeah. Now, that's probably going to be a five-day event. Yeah. So what can we do to capitalize, what can we do to lead up to that? And after it's over, I, I kind of look at it like the Olympics. You know, you build all mm-hmm. this, it's here. When it's over, what happens? Well, we don't want to be a five-day city. We want to you know build up going into it and a good example of that from a tourism perspective is uh, Munchino, Maine. The, sure. the city is going to be a preferred sponsor of that. That's Saturday, March the 25th. Mm-hmm. Um, another area that really I don't think many people think about is the depot. Sure. If we could ever get that open on a consistent basis mm-hmm. uh, and tie that into the new mural that's going in downtown, mm-hmm. that's a difference maker. Sure. Because from a tourism standpoint you can get these 59 passenger buses off of the interstate, off of the bypass, coming into downtown Morlton for photo ops. There's a market out there for that. They just have to know we exist and what that means. But uh, Eric, the other day I was in downtown Morlton. Uh, a couple was passing through from uh, North Carolina going to Tucson. Oh. They made it a point to stop in downtown Morlton. Didn't get to the point and ask them exactly how they found where they stopped at, mm-hmm. but it was intentional. Yep. And there's a lot of traffic already, and you don't think of that as being tourism, but it really is. Uh, all the all the sports that's happening in uh, and this is on the AMP side, but all the sports that's happening in Conway County, you know, Nemo, Sacred Heart, Wonderview, mm-hmm. South Conway County, mm-hmm. all of that you don't think of as tourism, but it's still they're coming here for a purpose. Yep. But when they're here, it exposes them to everything else that we have to offer, and that's uh, that's really important. Yep, and city, uh, you know, once they get here, city sells itself, right? Well, it really does, and uh, and you know, I like to go ahead and say this. Uh, Donnie Crane, president, and CEO of the Chamber and the Economic Development Corporation, he's uh, 
he's gold as far as I'm concerned. I didn't know Donnie until uh, yeah. I, I heard the announcement, reached out to him. He's well-respected, world of experience, knowledgeable. Donnie, if you're on social media and follow Donnie, he's already extended the reach of Conway County way beyond our boundaries yeah. on yeah. Facebook, LinkedIn, all of that. And people, the people that need to notice it, notice it. And that's really important. And, uh, you know, we need to rely on him. Main Street Marlton, I mean, they're just obviously partnering with the city on the mural, doing some great things. Uh, but all of that together really increases, you know, once I always like to say, sometimes you have to toot your own horn yeah. oh, if, yeah. if no one knows anything else about you. So you have to do that, but to get it out there, and it's okay to, to do that. Sure. We just have to, we have to be our own ambassadors and our greatest resources is the people always has been of Marlton, Conway County. And we just have to continue to, to rely on them and their expertise and knowledge. Yep, absolutely. All right. Well, anything, uh, anything else uh, this morning? Well, I would like to say that uh, the, the, the inaugural meeting of the Advertising Promotion and Tourism Committee for the city is going to be on Tuesday, February the 7th. Mm-hmm. That's going to be at City Hall. It's, it's an open committee meeting, the first one, but an open committee meeting. I would encourage anyone that has an interest in anything from that angle, uh, show up. Uh, you know, there's no set agenda other than this is what we are. We'd love to hear from you. How can we help? Uh, and But even in bef- before that, if anyone has any questions, let me give you my mobile. Uh, that's 501-215-7136. Call me, text me, reach out to me through social media. That's fine, but we need to hear from you. And I should also mention, I have to put these guys on the spot, uh, the other committee members are Jim Bowles, Greg Weedower, and Fred Hill. So uh, they may not know that, that I'm mentioning their names, but uh, but hopefully they will. And uh, but, but we are all here to serve. That's that's the purpose of it. Okay. All right. Yeah, a lot of opportunities here in Marlton, certainly. And uh, looking forward to seeing what, uh, what we can get accomplished through this committee, Benny. Absolutely. Thank you, Eric. Yep. Thank you so much for coming in. 801 now on KVOM. You've been listening to KVOM's Morning News Watch, the podcast edition.